We don't play the social game. We are social. Power 98.5. Hi, this is Dan Aykroyd. He's progressive. He's beautiful. He's thoughtful. He's intelligent. He's powerful. He's positive. He is Stephen Cuoco on Power 98.5 Satellite Radio. You're listening to Power 98.5, powered by United Angels Dream, your number one resource for public relations, entertainment, and multimedia. Contact them today at unitedangelsdream.com. Empowering listeners from the U.S. to the U.K. Live on air with Stephen Cuoco. Hi, guys. I'm Sam Fricker. I'm an Australian Olympic diver, and you're listening to Power 98.5. Yeah, we've we've got the energy today. <laughs> Brian is shaking and grooving. He got me my Starbucks. Christina, ah. <laughs> oh, thanks, guys. Yeah, this is the uh, first interview since uh, since the move. I'm liking it. A uh, little bit of adjustment, but you wouldn't know unless I told you. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm, I'm not going to say, you know what? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I am going to do that. We are going to start off today. What is today's message? I'm going to find it. I had one yesterday. I did not want to plan it. Did not want to plan it just in case if, okay, I'm going to go with this one. This is from pillow thoughts Two. If you can't skip chapters, that's not how you can't skip chapters. That's not how life works. You have to read every line, meet every character. You won't enjoy all of it. Hell, some chapters will make you cry for weeks. You will read things you don't want to read. You will have moments when you don't want the pages to end, but you have to keep going. Stories keep the world revolving live yours and don't miss out. I hope that resonates with everyone else. Uh, uh, yeah, this was just sent in. <laughs> you guys are freaking hilarious. Take the liquor, drug, sex, and partying away from most of y'all's friendship and y'all wouldn't be friends anymore. Bonding over substance isn't a true friendship. How so freaking true is that? So many people, especially, uh, you know, heading out to California, it's like, oh, let's grab a drink. Let's grab a drink. Well, don't you want to sit down and talk about business? What do you want to do? It doesn't have to start off with alcohol all the time. Plus, I'm a lightweight. You know, moment I have a drink, I want to be home. I want to be on my couch or watching Netflix or something. Uh, unless you've got a great DJ or a good dance party going on, uh, I, I have no di desire to be like liquoring it up and going out and partying. Uh, alcohol just makes me tired, to be quite honest. I, we don't have anything else lined up, do we? Do we check? I don't... Thank you. Yeah, that uh, that message was from Sean Richards. Thank you for sending that out. Whether you're listening to us on the iOS or Android app or on power985.com, click the bottom uh, right-hand messenger, that icon right there, and send us your... Uh, questions or share your love, your support. And uh, remember, Power 98.5 Satellite Radio is your premier destination for all great things, news, music, sports, what's happening, reality TV, and more. We are a radio show, not a podcast. However, 
Just to make it easier and happier for you, we are available on all of your podcast favorite channels, Spotify, Amazon Music, Amazon Audible, and iHeartRadio. Today, we have my special guest, someone who I've been able to get to know very, very well since the show. You know Jordan Williams on this season, season one of Netflix Outcast, or Outlast, I'm sorry, I always think of Outcast, um, it pops in my head of... Um, Remember that film? What was it? Uh, Tom Hanks. Yeah, Castaway. That's it. Uh, every time, for some reason, when I read this, I think of that film. Oh, it's an interesting how my brain works and processes information sometimes. But that was a good movie too. Don't hesitate to not watch it. It's with uh, Wilson. You guys remember that Wilson? The soccer ball helped him get through that time. Uh, Jordan Williams. Have you guys been reading up on him? Yeah, he's, there's uh, some articles out there. Uh, he's got a lot of a lot of fans. He wasn't on the show for that long, uh, but I'm going to tell you this: he he ended very well, especially with that letter. And uh, it's quite an interesting show. I I finished it in was it two days. You guys watched, what, four se- four episodes with me, right? Four, five, and then I finished it out. Um, yeah, I'm not too, let's look it up. Is there a lot going on? Let's see what's happening in the news. All right, Outlast on Netflix. What are people talking about with this show? All right, The Sun just came out with something two days ago. The Guardian reality blurb, E! News. You guys know I don't pay attention to what a lot of people are saying out there. Uh, other than that, I, I'm having Jordan on because there was just something about I just felt we didn't see enough, hear enough, or know enough. And you only can do so much in these shows of being able to lay out who they are. And it is television. And uh, that's why we have him with us today. We're going to get it directly from him what his narrative, what his context about is about. This is his life. It's his story. It's his journey. And I really don't want to hear from anyone else of their opinions about him uh, only because I, I want to know and get to know him and make my own decision about who Jordan is and what I perceive from the show and the other cast members. And, uh, you know, everyone... Everyone in life, and, and here I'm, I'm starting to sit in, and those that are listening, and thank you to my listeners from here and all over the world. Like I said, I just got done with a move. A lot of great things are happening, so do I feel a little bit off um, starting out on this show? Slightly. I'm not going to lie. Uh, it's only because a lot of great things are happening, and I like to be imbued and embodied emotionally and mentally and intuitively when I'm doing something. And I'm not about doing or scratching the surface or doing fluff. You know, I'm not here to waste anyone's time. Uh, but with this one in this interview, that's so very important, is their perceptions are everything. And some of the stuff I heard about the show and what some people had felt with the cast members, and you always hear from time to time when it's a competition, who should have won, uh, people making references of what they think they should do with their money and everything else. 
Um, before we bring Jordan on, I'm going to close by saying this because now I'm acclimating into this interview. If you weren't, if you weren't getting it before, you're going to get it now. The responsibility to anyone who watches TV, to anyone who has a personal affliction against someone, whatever is happening in your life, it is your responsibility to heal from it. It is your responsibility that if you feel that you are a victim, if you feel that there is injustice happening in your life and you can't get beyond it, well, then resolve it. And the fact of it is, is no one has power over you unless you give them power over you. And be careful when it comes to trauma bonds. Trauma bond is something that can either bring people together in misery, enlightenment, that can give them a safe place. Let's say if someone comes from, a, a, has an abusive childhood, meets someone else that has a similar abusive, or came from an abusive childhood or of neglect or whatever, they can develop a trauma bond. It may seem like a friendship, but because of the similarities, the question is, is why are they friends? Why are they connected? Is it because they've healed or maybe one person had healed and they found this other person that resembles and reflects and reminds them of their past and they want to be healed. People come together for different reasons. What is most dangerous are the trauma bonds of people that are inflicted with pain and who fuel the fire of other people's pain. Now you can be supportive and it is our right to be supportive to the people that you love and care about and respect. What is not appropriate is to continue fueling infliction and pain and, and to disdain or attempt to disdain anyone's life and reputation, okay? In a court of law, if someone has the intent to ruin, to destroy or to make someone else's life a living hell, and it's easy to prove, <laughs> you're no longer the victim. You are the perpetrator. Be very careful when you set arms against someone else. Be very careful of airing out something of someone else's past that may not be your right to... To, to do this. And I've seen this in other reality TV shows. I've seen this with other cast members from other reality TV shows. I've heard some things about, you know, people making comments and bullying and harassing contestants from this show on social media. And I'm not saying Jordan specifically. I'm saying in general that people are easily to voice their concerns and their opinions but you've got to be very mindful that one of the things is when you leave a fingerprint, a digital fingerprint, you're setting things up into motion, not only currently or in a future of a problem that may or may not be able to be resolved, but you're also setting yourself up to show your character and I'm not here once again judging anyone, but I know that my team and we've done an extent, 
extensive research into the show. We do this every time, no matter who's on. We look into all the contestants, what people are talking about, what people are sharing in the news, what people are sharing on Instagram or TikTok and everything else like that. And once again, it is your responsibility to heal. If you don't like a contestant that you're watching on a show, stop watching the show. You don't need to go to their Instagram or their social media or sending DMs and, and, and being volatile. How does that make you any different? You're claiming that someone doesn't deserve a prize or someone shouldn't win or someone should have been kicked off a show, whatever it may be. And this has been going on for quite a long time and it's the first time that I'm bringing it up, but I'm bringing it up because a lot of the cast members from this show have gotten a really, really shitty fucking response. And these are coming from people that have no idea what television is about. They have no idea what it's like to go into being part of a production. And my best recommendation, before you think that you're the next CNN or Fox News or NBC journalist, and if you never went to school or college or got your credentials in journalism or media or public relations or anything else, All I have to say is stay in your own lane, do what you do and know best, and before making judgment about something else or someone else in a very disparaging way that can cost them their reputation, and keep in mind, there are families, there are children involved, and if you think that your emotional, sentimental embellishment of how you were wronged or how you think someone else in a show was wrong or how you believe someone deserves or is not deserving of something. Don't watch it. Turn the TV off. Stay in your own lane. And you're not a victim when you are the perpetrator doing a victimization by dumping all this shit online and on people's social media, bullying, berating, demanding, coercing, manipulating, and most importantly, in its definition, establishing intent to cause damage and do harm. You guys are finger tap happy and think you're the biggest person behind that electronical device. But lo and behold, most of you have a very simple, weak mind. And why I'm saying this is that that this bullying, this harassment, what people are doing on social media has got to stop. And don't use the excuse of children. Because if you gave a shit about the children knowing what kids go through in this day and age, they have a hard time going to a bus, getting to a bus, getting to school safely, being in school. I remember the days to where I had a hard time going from one classroom to a lunchroom. It is not all about you. And especially when there are kids involved, 
Kids don't have the luxury anymore to walk out the front door in their yard anymore to be in their yard and not run the risk of getting kidnapped or a dog coming out of the clear blue attacking them. You see all this stuff online. If you really want to do something right, then do the right thing. But stop causing harm to other people. Stop airing out your dirty laundry online. Stop airing out other people's dirty laundry online. And stop with the bullying. How old are you? Stop with the bullying. It is ridiculous. And I will browbeat it. And we got to get to Jordan. I will browbeat it. But I've even received some, uh, you know, comments and things on my Instagram about people who I've interviewed or things like this. My Instagram and my social media accounts are not there for you to terrorize me or anyone else. That is not what social media is for. And once again, if you have kids, be an example If you don't know, I'm going to give you a nice reminder. I have a background working over 20 years in mental health. It is a scientific and medical fact that children retain all information consciously and subconsciously. It is a scientific and medical fact that the prefrontal cortex is the last part of the brain that finishes its development between the age of 25 to 27 years old. A person is developing all the way into their late 20s. And if you think your kids don't know, if you think your actions and your body language, which body language speaks louder, and most people are not aware of how body language is more often spoken than word or silence, and your kids are not taking this information in and learning you're going to find out later on down the road because sometimes you're not going to know how these programs are going to sit with the kids or sit with other people that, in, that are in your life that you are consciously and subconsciously and subliminally programming. You will find them out later on. I hope nothing bad happens. I don't want to see anything bad happen to anyone. But don't think because your kids are a certain age that they're not inflicted by your pain by your judgment, by your disdain, because they are. Taking a breath. Yeah, and you guys know that, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm leaving certain things the way they are because sometimes, like I said, you got to keep a footprint. And uh, I'm keeping certain things the way they are just in case if... uh, any more foolishness continues because <laughs> I'm not the one. And so um, uh, I'd rather play in the sandbox by myself than play in the sandbox with someone else who only thinks about themselves and doesn't know what it's like to be a team player. I'm not new. Jordan, that was a long intro for me, something I normally don't do, but from time to time I, uh, I do do it. And I want to say welcome to Live on Air with Stephen Cuoco on Power 98.5. Hi, Stephen. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. And yeah, that was 
an awesome intro. I think you said some beautiful words there, and I can't wait to circle back and uh, come back to some points that you made um, when we're talking about the show and everything. And this is going to be a great time. Really excited. Yeah, I'm going to say that here's the thing. We all know the hits and misses of, of what people's opinions are about shows and just things in general. It's a lot more easier because most people think that they're a journalist and that if they have a TikTok or a Twitter or a social media account with no credentials, with no college education, I had to take an oath to be fair, honest, and disclose all material facts. Being in the media, my responsibility is I'm a, a representative of the public as well as a public relations. And you know, I'm human as well. And there are things that I can have a subjective viewpoint on or objective viewpoint, but I'm not going to go out knowing that it could cause not only damage to me or my clients or my team, but someone else. What I would like to ask you is what is it that you can share from your experience and your perception from being on Outlast from your, your experience of being with many other people that were contestants on here, what should we know about the show and what should we know to better understand you of why things happen the way it happened? And it, I honestly believe it worked out that, you know, you ended your time on Outlast in the best way and most responsible way because you put your health first and you also made a decision which um believing that you were putting other people first knowing that this is a competition yeah you know that's that's probably the biggest thing i want to remind people about this tv show is all of the contestants we knew what we were signing up for um, we went through an extensive um, interview process and a selection process where um, we just had to keep getting selected to the next phase to make sure that we were the right kind of people that they wanted to do for this show this contest this experiment um because that's really what it was it was a tv show contest experiment and um what I, I think one thing that gets lost in translation when it just comes across the tv screen coming out of netflix is that um all of the players all of us out there we knew what was what was going to happen um in a sense that we were all going to go out there and compete against each other and try to win the big cash prize End of story. Uh, that's why we got chosen. That's why we were on the show. And everyone was bringing what they thought was the right A-game to bring. And, um, you know, from a personal standpoint, just being out there and having spent time with all those people and have gotten to know them, um, I don't hold any judgment on anybody for any decision that they made while we were out there. We were all plucked from our completely normal daily lives, just how Anyone might be listening to this, driving to their in their car, going to work, going to a doctor's appointment or something. We were all doing the exact same thing. And then we got plucked out of our normal life and we found ourselves in the middle of Alaska competing for a cash prize that could change our life forever. So being in that environment, I hold no judgment against anybody that made a decision out there to do anything, whether that would be... Oh, you know, I don't want to spoil anything in case anybody hasn't seen it, but stealing supplies, that was totally on the table. Everybody knew that. Then it just, it, it came and developed naturally, just like our human potential will. That's what we were doing. We were trying to beat each other and we were trying to win the cash prize. That's what everybody was doing. 
And I think sometimes that can just get lost when you're sitting in you're sitting in your house or or wherever you live and you're with your family and you're watching TV. All of that can get lost because you're just watching the product that's in front of you. But what was behind all of that was actually a really fun, beautiful and transcending experience. What I experienced out there was nothing short of an ass kicking. And that is exactly what I needed as a person. I didn't realize at the time that's what I needed in my life. But you know what? That's what happened to me. I got my ass kicked. It was the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. And I made friendships with people. Excuse me. I made friendships with outstanding, amazing people that are going to last me a lifetime. That's the real win in the show. And that's not what's coming across the screen because that's not what the show's supposed to be. The, supposed, the show is supposed to be a spicy survival reality TV show series. And it's doing its job. People are watching it. People are talking about it. People are engaging with the contestants and with each other about what happened. But what we also need to do is while we're seeing maybe negative traits come out of, a, of someone's personality at a certain time, we need to also take this chance to focus on the humanity and the good things that happened in this experiment. Yes, there was lying, cheating, stealing. Welcome to reality TV. That's what we were there to do. And we put on a good show. I mean, it's very controversial. There's a lot of tears. I think everybody cried at one point while we were out there. Every single person cried. And that's the point of the show is to make it hard, make us cry. They film it and we have a show. Perfect. Now, it's up to the rest of us as humans to decipher what the hell happened out there. There is no way eight episodes can cover everything that happened. I think Netflix, personally, I think they did a really good job of putting out a product that gets the people talking. You know, we have a really good chance here to look and see what happens when you bring 16 people from all different walks of life, all different ages, different backgrounds, and you throw them in a situation where it's put up or shut up, do or die. And while a lot of us dropped out and a lot of us, uh, everyone had their own reasons for stepping away from the contest where they didn't want to continue anymore. There's just as many valuable lessons on the positive side. Every team was able to build a shelter. Every team was able to build a raft. People were able to work together in, a, in maybe a scenario or a type of person that they wouldn't just in their normal daily life. And I think that that's something that's really being missed here is, you know what? Yeah. Reality TV is nasty. That's awesome. That's the point of it. You're watching trash TV. That's the whole point of what we're doing. But you can still find a gem in the trash. And that's uh, that's something that I really took forward with me uh, leaving the show was, um, you know, it, it was it, it was a, an experience that would make me think. Uh, I haven't stopped thinking about that the island since I've been out there. And the longer I've been away and the more those lessons really absorb into me as a person. I'm finding more good than bad. And um, I think as the show is up there and the longer we talk about it and maybe people watch and rewatch and maybe see some things, you can see that there's actually a lot of really good humanity out there. And there is actually one thing, and I'll, I'll get to this later in the interview. There's one thing out there that I think was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. I saw an individual make a decision that I think was the single most important and beautiful decision I've ever seen another person make. 
And because I witnessed that and I got to be a part of this whole experience, I've walked away with life lessons that have seriously changed me as a person for the rest of my life. Now, as far as the show goes, what happened to me out there, I simply just hit it way too hard. I got way too excited. I got my big shot, my big break. I had big cameras in front of my face. And you know what? They would ask me, you want to go do this? You want to go do that? And I wasn't going to say no to that. I quit my job in construction to go out there. I was going to leave it all on the table. And that's exactly what I did. I left it all on the table. I left every little bit of my heart and soul on that island. And I feel good about it. What happened to me is I just simply didn't eat enough and I did too much and my body started to shut down. And I eventually, um, in the show, I faint one time and I get carried off. But in reality, I, I think I fainted about three or four times. And, um, that was the last time where I think we were starting to re I was really starting to tread into dangerous water. Um, I lost consciousness and hit my head on a tree as I was falling down. And, um, the medics pulled me aside and we had a fantastic safety structure out there. Netflix was on the ball. Uh, the producers out there were all very professional. And um, while we were in a heightened state of danger, we were relatively safe. Netflix had our back and production had our back and we were totally safe. But I personally reached a point where, hey, I can't even walk through the woods. I'm losing consciousness. I'm hitting my head. I'm falling over. At one point, I don't think it made it into the final cut. At one point, I accidentally almost cut my thumb off with the hatchet as I'm cutting wood. Um, and it was just personally time for me to step away. I, I didn't have what it took as a human being to physically continue. And that was okay with me because I went out on that field. I gave it everything I could. And I felt proud about what I did. And um, yeah, I stand by everything I did out there. And I, I think a lot of players, uh, a lot of the contestants that were in the show, should should also hold their their head up high and be proud of what we did that was a very very scary and real experience to be taken out of your life put in put in a stressful environment where you could win money to change the rest of your life or you could not and you could make a fool of yourself either way the world is going to watch and they're going to judge so walking away from it um it's taken a little bit of time for me personally but i've absorbed the good from that whole experience and as the show um, has more airtime and more people watch it I think the same thing will happen I think it will follow suit and people will realize there's actually a lot of good that happens out there between humans and humanity in general um, but it's just wrapped up in a, a reality TV packaging so we we as the audience and we as humans watching it we just need to be a little bit more mentally present in what we're watching. And, and, you know, just the same thing. You can't believe everything you read on the Internet. Um, some of it's true. Some of it's not. Same thing with TV. Some of it's true. Some of it's not. Take those lessons and move forward and go do awesome things. That's what I took from the show. I appreciate that. And what's, uh, what's very interesting is to know that you guys were allowed to steal items. Um, it makes all the difference because can you imagine what would what would it be like for the other contestants? Because some of them, they are ooh, their their responses and and how they're being berated is beyond harsh. It horrible. It's unfortunate, and you know what? That's okay. That is an element of humanity. 
just as beautiful and great as humanity can be, we can be self-destructive and terrible. So right now what's coming to light is the bad side. But what will come to light is the truth and the good side. The good will always outshine the bad. And Outlast contains more good than it does bad. Just sending a message here. And uh, to Diego or anyone else, if you were, this is Satellite, if you were having any issues at all, just back out of the app and just log back in. Um, Diego, thank you for the message. Um, I guess he was listening and then something happened. Also, uh, I don't know if you're using, if you happen to be listening to Power 98.5, just double check if you're listening and using the app on your Wi-Fi or if you're using your data. Um, I know that that makes all the difference. No difference than if you're listening to iHeartRadio or SiriusXM. If you ever find that uh, if you're listening to any one of your apps or a satellite radio station, uh, just know whether you're using your your uh, data or if you're using Wi-Fi or if you're using both. And depending on your location or where you're at, especially people in LA, you guys have got the worst reception out there. I've, and it doesn't matter what cell phone carrier you've got, um, it, everyone knows that if you're in LA, make plans to either find a Starbucks or something because you cannot drive around or travel around, especially if you're in the hills. <laughs> reception is basically non-existent um with that being said thank you for everyone that's tuning in diego thank you chuck thomas thank you for tuning in um you know jordan i'm, I'm gonna honestly say is there anything that you want to clear the air is it, whether it be remarks or comments um, i didn't see anything disparaging nothing bad in the news uh but is there anything that you would like to set the record straight about who you was are, who you are as a person, as a Marine, as a professional construction worker, as a father, that maybe someone else misunderstood and that you want to clear the air about now? Well, there isn't probably too much I, I feel like I have to clear the air about. Um, I went out there and I was completely myself. And what I was, was I was excited, I believed in myself, and I was also competing. So just given my background and who I am as a person, um, I was a little, I was up to some mischief out there. I was up to some smack talking. Uh, I'll do push-ups on the rafts, uh, not to, (laughs) (laughs) right? Oh man, those push-ups, let me tell you. Those push-ups are either the best thing I ever did or the worst thing I've ever did. But it's the most Jordan thing I've ever done. And I'm going to own that all the time. And I have no problem owning that because what actually happened was, and I, I love how Netflix edited the show. I think their final cut is fantastic. I don't think they should change anything about it. But the truth is, is I didn't do the pushups um, to lose the race. The pushups actually happened in the beginning. And I was so proud of my team and our raft was strong enough for me to do push-ups on it. That's what that was. But I do enjoy how Netflix uses that to their advantage to make it make it spicy. It's a it's a good story. You know, we're neck and neck going down the river. I'm at the finish line winning and I do some push-ups and lose it. Right at the end, I trip at the finish line and I I miss the island and all that. That's awesome. That is awesome. Even though that's not 
the exact reality of what happened. I love that that is what's out there for the world to see because there are so many lessons behind that, not only for myself, but for anybody watching. That is just such a good lesson. Do not take your eye off the prize. Now, what factually happened was I pushed off. I'm in the river. I'm only 40 feet away from my teammates, and I do push-ups to show them, like, yeah, a raft is great, guys. Your efforts are amazing. We built a platform that works, and I did push-ups. I didn't see it as any type of intimidation. Angie, who was also on the river, and Angie's an amazing person, by the way. Uh, she knows that I wasn't doing push-ups to intimidate her, and that's so... And that's really what matters to me as a person is that the contestants know who we are as, as players to each other and, and as, you know, teammates and rivals out there. Um, it was all it was all fun and games. It was a great time. Angie kicked my ass on that river. And then I walked right over to her and shook her hand. And I said, you are just a monster. Good for you. Congratulations. You did great. And it was a big old spoonful of humility that I needed personally. I needed that. And um, so that'd probably be the only thing. And I, I don't want to peel the curtain back and tell everyone everything's fake or anything like that. Because that's not that's not true at all. They actually don't have to change too much on the editing side. But um, I, I think that's still just a fantastic lesson for anyone that thought maybe yeah, Jordan, do those push-ups. Oh, you fumbled right at the end. You lost. Like, yes, I did. Technically, I lost that race 500 yards out from that little island, but that lesson can still be applied. I lost focus. I missed the island. End of story. I lost. And um, I love that I have the ability to own that now. I didn't before, before the show. I would not have the ability as a person to own an experience like that. But because that happened and because I was surrounded by such brave individuals, such as my teammates and all the rest of the contestants that were out there, it really allowed me to absorb the lesson that was in that. Did you guys know ahead of time that you were going to have to get your own food and figure out how you were going to be able to sustain yourself? And before you answer that, the reason why I'm asking is because you are, you're fit. You have a, a very very much a, a marine athletic built you have like no body fat on you and when i think about like shows like naked and afraid a lot of them know when they go on they need a kind of <laughs> pack on a pounds or something a little bit to have something in storage you had nothing in storage no um i did not because i was working in i was working on an asphalt crew full time during the summer, uh, right before I left to uh, to go do this TV show. And um, I tried my best to eat as much as I could. And I just did. I just don't have the body type to uh, to maintain the extra the extra poundage that you might want to need for something like that. Uh, my body type is more of if you can feel me, I can go forever. So that pace I had um out on the show and it, it might not have made the final cut, but I did not stop moving around. Um, you know, I was out there for 14 days and I slept 20 minutes in 14 days and was just moving rocks, cutting branches. Cause I want, cause that was my role. That's what I brought to the table as a, uh, as a team member was you guys get off your feet. I can do this for you. I can do this for the team. I will get the rocks to the camp so we don't have to sleep in the mud. You guys can tie the knots. I'll go get the heavy stuff. 
And um, that's always been my mentality is I always try to take a little bit more of the workload because I believe I can handle it physically and mentally. And uh, that just wasn't the that just wasn't the setting to apply that type of method in. I just didn't have the calories. And going into the show, we did know that we were not going to have any food or any supplies. We were essentially going to just wear the clothes on our back and we would discover items through airdrops or challenges where we might get little things here and there. And that's about all we were going to be given. So we knew that it was going to be tough. And um, I tried my best personally to eat as much as I could and put on some extra weight, but uh, my employment did not help. And then as soon as I got out to the island, I lost myself in the excitement and I had a great time doing it. And I just burned through my body. And um, there's just so many lessons behind all that, that I'm so thankful for. And I'm, I'm very lucky that this happened earlier in my life and it was just on a TV show versus a real life situation where that could have cost me my life or worse somebody else's theirs we have a question from diego uh will you consider doing any of the other survivalist shows or reality shows like the challenge oh that's an awesome question diego um yeah i would like to do anything and everything that if I feel as a person that I can do it, I think I'm going to go ahead and give it a try. That's how I've been my whole life. Um, I think I could, I think I would do well in the military. I enlisted in the military. I think I'll do well in construction. I got a construction job. I just tend to follow what I think I can do just like any normal person would do. Um, as far as the survival aspect goes, I would love to do another survival show because that's actually where my strong suit is. If I can, find food and keep the calories coming, nobody's going to beat me. Um, there is actually a point out there where uh, Paul, who was my teammate at the time, and myself, we actually successfully captured, um, killed, and we uh, used all of the resources from this animal. He was a mink. And for those of you that don't know and are just listening, a mink is a, is a ferret-like creature. Um, he was probably about just under two feet in length. So think of like a ferret. And uh, Paul and I ran him down and we, we uh, as professional hunters, we did what we had to do. And we were able to bring some food back to the table. And at that point in the game, I was the only person on that island that was a successful hunter. And so um, I, I still do believe I have the skills to go on a survival show or maybe try another avenue, but still in that same realm. As far as the challenge goes, um, I, I would love to go on the challenge. I just don't even know how to go about anything like that. But I've always been a fan of the challenge. Um, shout out to Anissa. We were just DMing each other. Girl, you're awesome. Appreciate you following me and talking to me and just giving me the time of day. Um, that's a great program that they got going on over there, and that's an awesome show. Um, I try not to miss any of the seasons or the episodes. But, um, yeah, it, as far as the reality TV stuff goes, it would just have to be the right show for me. Um, I, I wouldn't just do anything and everything. It would, it would have to fit the Jordan criteria. Well, I know The Mole is casting right now, and I'm very familiar with Netflix's contracts and – uh, I would definitely 
look into that? Because I know there's certain things or you have to, you know, wait a year before you can do other reality TV shows, but definitely look into it. And with the mole being on Netflix, you know, you should still be able to have uh, contact with any of the producers and ask them. Well, that might be something uh, that could be something that I look look into a little bit more. Um, my life just hasn't really revolved around trying to get back into reality TV yet because I didn't know if there was a place for me or not. I don't know. I didn't know how everyone would perceive me in that setting. If I'm a good fit, if I'm a bad fit. Personally, I think I'm a great fit because I'll talk shit to anyone and I'll try my best to back it up. But I don't mean any of it. We're humans. I respect everybody at all times. And I'd actually like to just take a quick second, and I don't want to go on a big tangent here and get off the question, but I'd like to just take a second and tell all of the rest of the contestants that were on Outlast, I am so proud of all of you for stepping out there and being as brave as you were. You are tremendous human beings, and you need to keep your head up high. What we did was tough, and everyone's watching us. Keep your head up high. You're amazing people. And I'm going to say this, and <laughs> I'm not joking when I say it. And first off, I want to let, let everyone know, thank you for the patience. I know we got a, a couple messages in. Uh, my team in Manchester, UK, uh, my tech team, we are aware that there are some connection issues of the live going on right now. They are diligently working on that. So just stay with it. If you happen to, it seems like it dropped out. And if you start to hear a little bit of music again, and then the live comes back on, once again, <laughs> technology, uh, my team is working on it, staying diligent to keep the connection going. It rarely ever happens, but when it does, uh, just best be sure that uh, they are taking care of that. Just to recap real quick, uh, Power 98.5 Satellite Radio, we've got Jordan Williams. He is a contestant on season one of Netflix's Outlast. Uh, you know, 200 countries our reach is in. Uh, we are based out of Manchester, UK and New York City. Uh, you can download the iOS or Android app. Share with your friends and family. You can also listen to Power 98.5 on power985.com. We will be uh, publishing this, sending this over to my distribution company uh, to be available on all your favorite podcast channels. If you happen to step in 15 minutes late or half hour late, or if you missed the beginning, or if there was something going on, uh, like Diego, he had a back out and then refresh the app to, to listen. This will be available later today on Spotify, Amazon music, Amazon audible, and iHeartRadio. I like to give a, a friendly reminder that we really encourage you to always be home with us here on power 98.5. This interview will be re-aired later. You can always check the schedule on the app or on the website. Uh, and you're, you can listen to us on uh, Alexa as well. Just either go to my Instagram, go to either uh, Stephen Cuoco, S-T-E-V-E-N-C-U-O-C-O. -C -C -O. You can click the link in my bio, the Hoobie. It will be available there to be able to get access to any of the apps or on the Power 98.5 Satellite Radio Instagram, Power 98.5 Radio. 
Jordan, how has social media been serving you uh, since the show? And are your DMs blowing up? I know that you got a, a new modeling contract now. Things are happening for you. Um, you know, I don't want to say that because I don't, I, you know, I don't want things to be going good. And then I say it and then they go bad. But um, as far as the social media aspect from the show, I am constantly in disbelief at what's happening on my Instagram. Um, I, I had to turn my notifications off. Um, I can't, I couldn't sleep. We couldn't have a family dinner. It was just ding, 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 ding. Like you think <laughs> my phone was broken. Um, oh. Yeah, my, my, uh, so the Instagram followers are just streaming in like water. And thank you all so much for wanting to follow me in my journey through life and everything. And I'm going to do my best to put great content out there. And, you know, you guys are coming to my profile to look at something for a reason. And I'm going to try to keep that reason going. And as far as the uh, the DM sides, the direct message, um, there has been a lot. And there was one in particular that was the one I was really hoping for and were fingers crossed. And that was from um, C. Thomas' photo in New York City where he would be acting as my mother agent in a modeling contract. And um, after talking with him extensively and making sure it was the right decision with me, uh, for me and uh, with my family and everything. Um, we ended up signing uh, a few contracts. I ended up signing with the block agency and they operate out of Nashville, um, Austin and Denver. And that is a really exciting thing. And I'm very fortunate and uh, so excited to be working with that agency. I was able to get in there and meet Carol and a few other people that work there. And they are just some of the most outstanding people. And I'm just so fortunate that our paths have crossed like that and that the show was able to bring potentially a new and exciting career into me and my family's lives. And, um, you know, I never thought in a million years that I would get a DM that would lead to me flying into New York City to go do a photo shoot. But as as my life has gone so far, I don't follow any type of format or trail. And uh, coming up on this Friday, I'm, me and my girlfriend, we're going to be flying into New York City and I'm going to be doing my very first professional photo shoot. And um, it has just been nothing but an unbelievable wild ride. And I just can't thank everybody enough for your support. But I'd also like to take a second and say thank you for the people that are also saying the things that I needed to hear. Uh, making fun of me on the raft, poking some fun at me. I love that. Thank you so much for keeping me grounded, keeping me humble. But most of all, you're keeping me hungry. We have a message from Rupa. She said, I'm a fan and I love the show. Thank you, Rupa. Well, thanks, Rupa. Um, sounds like Rupa's got her head on your shoulders straight. Um, <laughs> she seems like, you know, that's that's what this is all about. This is supposed to be enjoyment. We're just supposed to enjoy it, watch it, go back to your normal life. Take the lessons. If, the, if any of them apply to you, do your best to apply it and be a better person. That's what this whole thing is about. And remember, just a friendly reminder, if you missed my intro, it was a very passionate intro. Before making a comment and going on someone's social media and blowing it up with 
having sentimental and emotional embellishments that are highly triggering and defensive, breathe, think about how you really feel, and really, really ask the question, how is it going to serve a purpose to get really, really good, beneficial, healthy results? Keep that in mind. And why I'm reminding, you know, again, because once again, Jordan, not every contestant has been received with love. And as happens on every single show, it doesn't even have to be, you know, reality TV. It can be a sitcom. Someone or, or a group of people or a small group of people will come together. Remember that trauma bond I was talking about? Sometimes people can come together for good reasons for healing. And sometimes with a trauma bond, people can come together and create a major forest fire of overly emotional uh, attacks, innuendos, suggestions, and having the intent to harm someone and their reputation without thinking about anyone else but their own unresolved pain and anger. Um, have Has there been really, really good solid connections with you and the other contestants? Is anyone getting together for dinner? Are you guys planning maybe a, a, a journey or a travel to say Colorado or somewhere and kind of having like a, a memory reenactment of the wilderness <laughs> and journey? What are you all doing? Oh yeah. Well, so I, I'm on the phone with uh, a good number of the contestants all the time and we're all connected through social media. Those of us that are on it and it's nothing but love and positivity. Um, you know, the winners are nice to the losers and the losers congratulate the winners. And then that's the end of the show. And now it's time to be a, a full encompassing person with all the wide range of emotions. So between all the cast members, um, I'm not speaking for everybody because I can't do that. But for the most part, I get a sense that it's okay. Everything's okay. It was a TV show. Um, I'm actually going to be trying out to go uh, to go hunt with Tim, Corey, and Paul out in, um, what would that be, Eastern Kentucky, I believe. We're going to try to get a hunt in this year. And uh, I, I do know that Paul has started a new podcast, Between the Horns, and he regularly has Seth and Justin um, come and visit him out in Kentucky. I believe that's where that base that that's where it's based out of. And I'm sorry, Paul, if I'm saying the wrong spot, but I just can't think on the fly like that. And um, it, it sounds like there is uh, just on the personal side between contestants. We we would like to see each other again, and we are trying to plan little things here and there. But as far as like an official reunion goes, there hasn't. I haven't heard anything from the network. I haven't gotten anything like that. And um, I was just on the phone with two other contestants, and I'm just going to omit their name for right now. And we decided that it actually might be a good idea if maybe I host a reunion with everybody, uh, just because my social media just right now has the most followers and the most traction. It just makes the most sense maybe to do it on that platform versus somebody who has less. So um thinking about maybe trying to put something together and see if i can get all of the you know most if not all of the contestants back where we can maybe have a q a or maybe just discuss some things and then maybe just kind of peel back the curtain a little bit and maybe even try to watch some scenes together and share a laugh i think that's probably the most important thing that people need to see is that if we can laugh together 
you guys should be okay to just watch the TV show and go about your life. I, I agree. Do you, are you thinking there's going to be a season two or you don't know? I do not know. I do not have enough experience just in life and in the world to make that call or that prediction. But I, I sincerely hope there is another season um, because I hope that we can continue to learn from this gold mine of lessons about humanity and people and what we do under stress or what we don't do. It's just too val- the, the lessons there are too valuable. Um, I think we do need to do a second season. And I think maybe maybe the rule maybe some things need to be a little bit more laid out. Um, this was a pretty, you know, we were some free range chickens out there. Um, <laughs> we were we were allowed to steal. We were allowed to sabotage. Um, but we were not allowed to break the law. So um I know I know immediately I was like, well, let's go to that other camp and let's go steal their shit in the middle of the night. Uh, that was my first idea because I'm playing a game show where I'm trying to beat my competition. And then we decided that that wasn't the best route to go because then we don't want to start them stealing our stuff and then it gets nasty. And then we've lost sight of what the show was about. The show is about trying to outlast the other groups, not out thief. Mm. I, I, that, that is, you should create a bumper sticker, <clears throat> you know, since you're a contestant. I hope you just remembered what you said. If not, come <laughs> that you were trying to outlast, not out thief. Seriously, turn that into a t-shirt or something. You just you just did a well created well, a slogan. Yeah. On. I, I see that as a double <laughs> I see that as a double-edged sword. Um that wasn't the official rules though. We were allowed to. Yeah. So that was just a personal decision that me and my teammates made where I thought it might be a good idea. I thought, you know what? They're going to come steal from us. Why don't we steal from them first? Yeah. And uh, my teammates at the time were like, I don't know. And I'm like, you know what? What did I just say? And I, I had just gotten into the game a little too much, lost sight of it. But that does not mean that what happens later on in the show is despicable. That is completely what the show is about. We were supposed to try to beat each other. So people that took supplies, move things around, do whatever they do, that was all warranted. That's all part of the show. And there is another aspect of the show that uh, I've really been holding on to. And I think it, I think it needs to be addressed directly. And uh, if now's the time and it's okay with you, I'd like to talk yeah, about that. That one decision I, bre- I brought up earlier. And um, for those that are just now tuning in, I uh, I talked about a decision that I saw and that I continue to see in the show over and over and over. And uh, it's a spoiler alert. So we're going to fast forward towards the end of the show where you have three contestants versus two contestants. And the three contestants are trying to convince Jill to leave Amber and join their team so that Amber will drop out alone and that they could all win the money. Jill chose to stay with Amber. Jill chose to stay with that bond that they had made with each other that had formed over the five weeks of being in raw, fearful nature in front of cameras. She chose that relationship that these two strangers had forged 
through these trials on the island, she chose that over a million dollars. That's the real point of the show right there. Not the sleeping bags, not the burning down a shelter, none of that. That's just humanity. You, you can go turn on the news. You'll see that shit all the time. But what you won't see is you won't see someone choosing a bond they made with somebody else over a million dollars. That's worth more than anything that the show could have given anybody. Good point. Good point. Seriously, thank you for that. Um, I got a, <laughs> got a call coming in. Uh, let me see here. We've got a couple. We got another question for you and mm-hmm. another shout out. Let me see. Can I get this? No. I didn't know how long we were going to go for the interview. And they were like, uh, when can I get on an immediate call with you, Steve? And I was like, after 12. So they're on point, but hey, <laughs> you never <laughs> but know. so are we. Yeah, so are we. Uh, so here's a, here's a couple that I want to do. Uh, Bobby, thank you so much. Uh, we've also got DJ Mad Mikey. Thank you for the love and support. Uh, We've got Jacob Mondragon. He says, uh, Jordan, you the man from uh, Mundo. And then Diego, uh, second question. If you would have to add rules to the show for next season, what would they be? What do you think about Team Alpha? So there are two questions. Uh, what okay. would, what would you think? Like, would you add any rules? And then second would be, what do you think yes. about Team Alpha? Yes. So let's go with the rules. Um, I kind of liked the new rules because it it really like that's what you're going to get is what this group of people is naturally going to form into. But what I think maybe a rule should be is if another player from another team is going to come into another camp, they have to have an escort from that camp. So if any sabotage happens, the team knows it was from within. Okay. And then, um, I'm sorry, what was the second part of that question? Alpha? And then, yeah, let me get back to it. So Diego asked, what do you think about Team Alpha? Um, what do I think about them? Well, first and foremost, I respect them and I have nothing but good things to say about these people. Now, as a team, I think they needed to do a better job of recognizing when things weren't going well. Um, it just seems like there was big personalities, big decision-making and they clashed and they just had the inability to recognize and redirect simply put, but I have nothing but love for Team Alpha, and I think Team Alpha, <laughs> Team Alpha had it rough. They were, they were on um, some not flat ground. They were pretty much living on a slope, and so you know, I challenge anyone to go sleep in the rain, uh, don't touch flat ground for five weeks, and then try to get along with someone who has a bigger personality than you. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> You're doing a great job. This is your first live radio interview. This is it. You got the first one. Thank you. I feel like it's coming out pretty natural. I'm loving it. And this is what's great. And I like the messenger and people like sending in these messages and doing shout outs and the love and support like from DJ Mikey and, and Bobby. And we've got Diego and Jacob. And um, yeah, how are you feeling right now? 
<sighs> what do you mean? Just as uh, just walking away from the whole thing or walking away, being where you're at now here with all of us, like what's going through your mind, your heart? What are you feeling? You know, I, I started this adventure when I first applied to be on this show. I started it with authenticity where I told myself, I'm not going to say anything in any of these interviews. That's not me. I'm not going to say I can do something that I can't do. I'm not going to say I can't do something if I can do it. Um, I'm just going to be me and I'm just going to follow that inner voice in my heart and in my gut. And I'm just going to live my life to the best of my abilities. And this is where it's gotten me. So the way I'm feeling right now is very Jordan. I'm just being myself. I'm trying to work hard in my job and I'm trying to work hard in my family. And uh, it seems like that is the right recipe to, uh, to follow for me personally. And I'd like to encourage anybody that's struggling with themselves to, uh, to, to listen to your heart. That's what, that's where I found a lot of peace is sit down and think about who is it you really love? What is it that you really want? And then there's your answers in life and then work around that and make that your priority. So right now I'm feeling hopeful and encouraged. I appreciate you, Jordan. I was, uh, we were just double checking. Ah, uh, Diego, thank you very much. Uh, thank you for tuning in to everyone from here and all around the world. I'm Stephen Cuoco, and you're listening in a live on air with Stephen Cuoco on Power 98.5 with my new good friend, Mr. Jordan Williams. Uh, who would you like to give a shout out to? <laughs> well, uh, Jake Mondragon, who you just mentioned, that's my best friend. We've been best friends since middle school. So, Jake. Thanks, buddy. I can't believe you snuck that in there. You just made me laugh and <laughs> took me off the ball for a second, but can't wait to hang out with you, man. It's been uh, it's been an awesome friendship that we have. I love your family. Love you, buddy. And I'd like to uh, I'd like to give a shout out to my girlfriend, Florence. Uh, Florence, I love you, baby. I love what we're doing with our lives and where we're going with things. And um, I wouldn't be who I am without you. Any... Uh... Any closing thoughts at all? Any closing thoughts? Oh, Stephen, you can't limit me like that. Um, well, I would just encourage everyone to go rewatch the show. Or if you haven't, watch the show. And maybe change the lens or the filter that you're watching things through. And instead of try to find, instead of observing the negativity, try to find the good in everything. And then go apply that to your life. And looks like Jacob's not going to let you off the hook. He uh, oh, said, no. <laughs> how would you compare yourself to Bear Grylls? To Bear Grylls? Oh, damn it, Jake. Um, I don't even have an answer to that. I feel like Bear Grylls will kick my ass. But let's go, Bear Grylls. I'm not for you. <laughs> all right. For those that are listening. All right. All right, Cynthia wants to know what the hell is a bear grill? No, Cynthia, Bear Grills, the TV show host. He was a he was a military member. I can't remember where he was at, but <laughs> yeah, come, Cynthia. Hey, you, at least people are listening. You gotta love it. I'm paying it. Me and my like Brian, uh, Christina, we're here. Like, uh, there's a lot of messages. You've got a lot of support here. We haven't gone through all the questions. We didn't want to keep you too tied up. We know you've got a busy day and a busy schedule, uh, but there's 
there's a lot that people that are just coming in uh we've got jason we've got ricky we've got uh ann and elise if i'm pronunciating that we've got um carlos we've got um uh trini uh thank you for the love and support and this is all for you so so you've got fans you've got people that are watching and listening to what you have to say thank you so much all of you any of you that are are putting positivity into me or into the world thank you you are what's right about the world all things jordan williams you can head on over to his instagram j-o-r-d-a-n underscore x-x underscore williams you and i had a conversation are you going to be doing the tiktok the tiktok i need help so if anyone wants to help me get going on that or just help me get introduced to that world or how to do it uh please please reach out to me and let's do it i would love to get going on tiktok i just don't know how i also want to go ahead and what i'm going to do let's turn down the music for a moment you did an exceptional job on the video the promo video i want to pull it up and let's uh let's take a listen Hey guys, I'm Jordan Williams. You might have seen me on Netflix's new series, Outlast. Be sure to tune in Monday to my live interview with acclaimed radio personality, Stephen Cuoco, on Power 98.5. If you don't know who Stephen is, he's one of the best in the industry, and this is going to be an awesome interview, so you don't want to miss this. But if you do miss it, it'll be available on all major podcast platforms. Be sure to tune in. What I uh, have to say is I'm very appreciative of it. I felt your heart. I felt your interest. I felt that you weren't doing this just to do it. You were really embodied in making and creating that video, and it was very well done. And I have to ask, who did the editing? Who filmed you, or did you do all of that yourself? <laughs> no, that's that's my wonderful girlfriend, Florence. Um, she helped me set up a screen in a little makeshift studio down in the basement. And she's the one that's behind the camera and all the lights for that video. Um, she helped me edit it. And it was very simple. We just put some music behind it and turned it down so you can still hear me. Um, but most of that was her. And that's what I mean. I wouldn't be the person that I am if I didn't have someone like her supporting me and, and making this an actual possibility for me. So you're right. We did. We put a lot into that. Um, we were down there in the basement making that video for you. Or I'm sorry, for this interview for... Probably two hours. Um, it took me 17 tries <laughs> to get through that whole video without stumbling or saying words wrong. Like, uh, I know, I know, babe, and I know we're going to have a laugh about this and we're going to make a blooper reel because it is so funny. I could not say the word acclaimed to save my life. So <laughs> I, kept, I kept messing up. And, uh, but no, that's, uh, that's, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to work hard in everything that we do and we're hoping good things come from it please send do the bloopers send that to us we will post it on the power 98.5 instagram page and honestly it, for auditioning or personality purposes i'm going to tell you from a pr perspective people are going to want to see that <laughs> well i i'm not shy about it i think yeah. it's pretty funny we were laughing so hard in the basement the next day once it was all over and the stress is gone we went back and watched it and it is just pathetic but uh, yeah we're gonna we'll put the blooper together i'll send it over to you and then we can all share a laugh about it i uh, i have to say florence she just uh sent in your awesome jordan with a heart thank you florence there she is she's listening thanks babe
And then lastly, Jacob, you're the best. Uh, he says, drop the gamer tags, Jordan. The gamer tags? Oh, Jake, I don't know them. I'm going to have to just put them on social media. I don't know them off the top of my head. Ah. Uh. <laughs> oh my god my my team's laughing it really is uh brian said this has been one of the best interviews uh, uh we all got acclimated this time and and thank you so much jordan you're the first interview since this transition uh to my new location here in vegas uh once again uh, power 98.5 we are a commercial free radio station uh, no matter where you're listening to us, share it with your friends and family. It's all about, you know, family and friends and people like Jordan Williams and uh, community. This is not the type of traditional radio where it's all a bunch of bullshit advertisement. It's all music, all content. Uh, also, check the schedule whether you uh, interested to listening to Catherine and company with Catherine Swain. She's on Sundays at 11 Eastern. We got resilient. You with Alicia Pazzoni. She's on Saturdays at 11 and then Torelia with, uh, let me tell you what lady T she's back with us. She's on Sundays at 4 PM Eastern. Once again, always check the schedule on the app or on the website. Uh, for what's up and coming and what we will re-air. Jordan, anything else before we close out? I can't think of anything. I feel like, uh, you know, I told the girlfriend I love her so much. I told my best bud, thanks for thanks for being there and supporting me, man. Um, I feel pretty good about this whole thing. And, um, you know, this was my first interview that I've done. Uh, I'm just a normal person. And thank you so much for... Um, having me be your first interview in your new your new uh, location in Vegas. So, you know, my first was great. I hope your first was great. Yeah, I did. I enjoyed this a lot. It. Uh, I'm taking a breath and just enjoying this moment. Not, I'm not rushing through it or want to rush through it because it's uh, it's been quite a very good journey with you. I feel that I've known you for years. Uh, we've had some really really great heartfelt conversations behind the scenes and i'm appreciative of you allowing me the opportunity of getting to know you and uh outside of the show outside of the the glam and, and glitz of television and congratulations on your contract your up-and-coming photo shoot uh you and florence building a, a, a solid loving home together and just know that you're always welcome to come back on anytime thank you thank you so much Stephen. um I'm gonna. I'm going to be listening to your show all the time now. You just got yourself a new number one fan. I'm not gonna miss an episode. Thank you for reaching out to me, and thank you for having me on. You're welcome. Uh, real quick, um, Jordan, just hang on a line. We're gonna close out, and then we'll just have a quick private chat, and then be on with our day. How does that work? That sounds great. All right. Thank you again to everyone for tuning in live on air with Stephen Cuoco on Power 98.5 Satellite Radio. Remember, we are a radio show. However, we are available on all your podcast channels, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Amazon Audible, and Spotify. If you happen to miss any great part of this interview, just check those podcast stations today. We will be uploading this within the hour. Uh, they will be available. Share it with your friends and family. The link will be there. Uh, Diego, Jacob, Florence, um, Bobby, uh, DJ Mike, Rupa, everyone else. Thank you for being with us today. You are why this station is here. 
is for people like you. Building community, building friendship, great content. And remember, if something does not serve you, if something does not make you happy, if there's something happening in your life that you want to change, here is something that my good friend, it's actually what Catherine Swain had shared with me, and I'm going to read this. When you are not in an ideal situation, you might as well be in control of your situation. Thank you, thank you, Brian. He turned down the music. I'm going to read it one more time. When you are not in an ideal situation, person, place, or thing, or even within yourself, you might as well be in control of your situation. It's all about choice. And once again, be careful with those trauma bonds. Sometimes the trauma bond in the relationships that you have with others are there to help you to heal, reflect, rejuvenate, and to become enlightened. And then there are trauma bonds that are dangerous. And it goes back to that scenario, misery loves company. Be careful with those wolf packs that are just out to always bite and to harm and to just cause chaos because that is there, there's no healing there's no love there so just know the reason why you have the relationships that you do why you keep the people that you do in your life and one way or another always get your power back and to retain your power and empowerment by not giving it up to something or someone else i know it's easier said than done but you can do it have a great day everyone we love you Socials and let's connect.